and welcome to Seeking Rents, the podcast. I'm your host, Jason Garcia, the publisher of Seeking Rents, where we explore the ways that big businesses and their lobbyists write laws, rules, and regulations everywhere from local city halls to the state capitol in Tallahassee. The name Seeking Rents comes from a term in economics called rent-seeking. And rent-seeking refers to when someone with lots of money and influence, like, say, a giant corporation, uses their money and influence to get public policy changed in a way that allows them to amass even more money and influence. Seeking Rents is also just a great name for a newsletter and a podcast, and not at all a name that suggests like it's an apartment hunting website. I will die on this hill. Anyway, this is episode eight, landing in your podcatcher just in time for Christmas. We'll jump right in in just a second, but first one quick reminder. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Seeking Rents so you can have our stories and podcasts emailed straight to your inbox. You can sign up at seekingrentsfl.com or at the link in the show notes. Subscriptions are free, but please consider buying a voluntary paid subscription if you can afford one. Paid subscriptions help me afford things like public records requests. In fact, I literally just put a $350 check in the mail to pay for some records related to today's story. And obviously, Christmas is just around the corner. So how about giving a paid subscription to Seeking Rents as a gift to some family or friends? Now, admittedly, this would be a bit like giving someone broccoli or Brussels sprouts for Christmas. They may not necessarily appreciate it in the moment, I'll grant you that, but maybe they'll thank you down the road. I mean, today's story is all about property insurance. Who wouldn't love to be forced to listen to this? Right. Okay, on to... Onto the story. You know, a few weeks ago, one of these new right-wing propaganda websites that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and his team have been trying to prop up as legitimate sources of news posted a story about the governor giving state employees a couple extra days off this Christmas. The headline referred to DeSantis as Governor DeSanta Claus. I thought of Governor DeSanta Claus last week while watching him at a press conference in Fort Myers Beach, where the governor signed a giant piece of property insurance legislation that just may be the biggest gift any Florida leader has ever given to the insurance industry. I'm not exaggerating. I've been covering the legislature for 20 years, and I've never seen a piece of legislation that's as one-sided and anti-consumer as this, a 105-page-long rewrite of Florida's property insurance laws that Florida's Republican-controlled legislature rushed into law during a three-day special session last week. It's the culmination of years of lobbying and campaign contributions from companies like State Farm and Allstate and Heritage and Universal and all of their various front groups like the Florida Chamber of Commerce and Associated Industries of Florida. This bill doesn't give these insurance companies everything they've been asking for, but it comes pretty damn close. So since Christmas is just around the corner, and this is such an important issue for so many Floridians, we're going to spend the next half hour or so unpacking this bill. But before I do that, let's talk about why Ron DeSantis and the Florida legislature did this. Because again, this bill is almost unfathomably bad for consumers on an individual level. And presumably, the governor and the legislature didn't just do this out of spite. Here's their argument. If you own a home or business in Florida, you probably know that Florida's property insurance market is in terrible shape. Many insurance companies are jacking up rates every year. Average premiums have soared since DeSantis became governor and are now something like triple the national average. And other insurance companies are simply pulling out of Florida altogether, 
if they don't go insolvent first. And even though this problem has been building for years, it is still not entirely clear what is re really causing all this chaos. Although some of it is just the fact that Florida is a 450-mile-long peninsula that juts out into the ocean like a bowling pin waiting to be knocked over by hurricanes, they're getting bigger and more damaging as global temperatures rise. So Ron DeSantis and the Florida legislature have decided to give the insurance companies basically everything they say they need to make this state a place where they can thrive. The goal here is that these changes will make it possible for more private insurance companies to write more policies in Florida, and that the subsequent competition between these companies will give consumers more options to choose from and eventually lead to better prices and customer service. Of course, there is no guarantee whatsoever that any of that will happen. It is entirely possible that insurance prices will just continue to rise and consumers will simply be stuck with even worse policies. This is, in other words, a big bet, probably the biggest bet of Ron DeSantis' tenure as Florida governor. Okay, so let's talk about what's in this bill that Ron DeSantis just signed. Now, again, it's 105 pages long, so obviously there's a lot of stuff in it. But broadly speaking, this bill does four main things. First, it makes it much harder to sue an insurance company that underpays or refuses to pay a claim. Second, it will force customers of Citizens Property Insurance, the state-run insurance company, to pay much higher prices. Third, it will use taxpayer money to give private insurance companies more publicly subsidized reinsurance, which is basically insurance that insurance companies buy for themselves. And fourth, this bill will give homeowners less time to file a claim with their insurance company after a hurricane, although it should also make insurance companies process those claims more quickly. Now, by far, the biggest and most consequential changes here are the ones that make it harder to sue an insurance company. So let's start with those. First, imagine a storm blows through your neighborhood. Maybe a tree falls through your roof and rain soaks the inside of your home. We're talking like $10,000, $20,000, maybe even $50,000 worth of damage to your home, which is probably the most valuable thing you own and the main source of your wealth. Obviously, you're going to file a claim with your insurance company to get your home repaired. This is literally why you bought home insurance in the first place. But what happens if the insurance company decides, decides to deny your claim? Maybe it argues that this particular damage isn't covered because of some loophole in your policy that, yeah, sure, you read when you signed it, but you didn't really understand it. Seriously, how many of us really read and understand all the insurance forms we have to sign when we get a new policy? Or maybe the insurance company just says the damage isn't as bad as you say, and it's only willing to give you a few thousand dollars to pay for repairs. If you find yourself in a standoff like this with your insurer, one option you have is to sue the company in court. But this can obviously be a pretty daunting prospect for most people. These are big companies that spend lots of money on lawyers, adjusters, and lobbyists. I mean, State Farm, which is one of Florida's biggest home insurers, does more than $80 billion a year in revenue and has more than 50,000 employees. For the vast majority of Floridians, suing an insurance company over an unpaid or underpaid claim is a genuine David versus Goliath situation. But for years, Florida has at least given you a slingshot in the form of something known as one-way attorney fees. I know this might sound complicated or jargony, but it's actually a really simple thing. What one-way attorney fees mean is, if you sue your insurance company, 
and you win, then you can also make your insurance company pay your legal bills. This is a big deal. Attorney fees and other court costs, like hiring expert witnesses, can run into the tens of thousands of dollars. That's money you'd probably have to pay out of your own pocket if it weren't for this one-way attorney fee law. At the same time, one-way attorney fees also protect you in case you lose your case, so you won't have to worry about paying State Farm's legal bills too. This one-way attorney fee provision is one of the strongest consumer protections in all of Florida law. It is essentially a great equalizer between individual policyholders and their insurance companies. About 20 years ago, there was a case in which Allstate, the giant home and auto insurer, tried to get out of paying the attorney fees for a Miami woman who had successfully sued the company after she was hit and injured by a car driven by someone insured by Allstate. The Florida Supreme Court defended the law and forced Allstate to pay her bills. And here's what the court had to say about Florida's system of one-way attorney fees. Quote, It is clear to us that the purpose of this provision is to level the playing field so that the economic power of insurance companies is not so overwhelming that injustice may be encouraged because people will not have the necessary means to seek redress in the courts, end quote. In other words, the whole point here is to stop insurance companies from denying or dragging out claims because they know their customers won't have the means to sue them. But this bill that Ron DeSantis just signed eliminates one-way attorney fees in property insurance lawsuits. It actually goes even further than that. This bill sets up a system where if your insurance company offers you a settlement at some point that you turn down because you think it's too low, and then you lose your suit, you might have to pay the insurance company's legal bills too. Think about what that means. Going forward, if you sue an insurance company, even if you win, you're probably going to have to pay your attorneys out of your own pocket, using the money that was supposed to pay for your new roof or to remove toxic mold from your walls. And if you lose, you could be on the hook for tens of thousands of dollars more just to pay for State Farm's team of lawyers. It is hard to overstate how big of a change this is. Florida has had some version of this one-way attorney fee law on the books for more than 100 years, and now it's gone. Again, this only applies to property insurance lawsuits. But how much do you want to bet that lobbyists for auto insurers and health insurers and all the rest of the insurance industry will start lobbying the governor to give them the same break too? I mean, this is something that car insurance companies are literally already lobbying for. And this isn't the only way this new legislation makes it harder to sue an insurance company. Here's another example. Remember, your insurance policy is simply a contract between you and an insurance company. You agree to pay monthly premiums, and the insurance company agrees to cover unexpected damage to your home. Now, one of the rights you have in a contract like this is the right to sign your claim over to someone else. This is actually pretty common in property insurance. If your home is damaged and in need of immediate repairs to prevent further problems, you might hire a contractor who agrees to make the repairs free of charge in exchange for you assigning your right to collect payment from the insurance company over to the contractor. In insurance lingo, this is known as an assignment of benefits. And again, it can be a pretty strong protection for consumers because the person you assign your claim to might be in a much stronger position to fight your insurance company in court. But the bill that Ron DeSantis just signed eliminates your right to assign claims under your property insurance policy. These are some draconian changes. They are literally taking away rights that consumers in Florida have had for decades. 
So why did Ron DeSantis and lawmakers do this? Well, for years now, insurance company executives and their lobbyists have been screaming that Florida's laws make it too easy to sue an insurance company. They say predatory attorneys and unscrupulous contractors use these laws to file inflated claims and frivolous lawsuits, betting that insurers will simply settle rather than trying to litigate thousands of suits at once. The insurance companies say this avalanche of litigation is the main reason that's been forcing them to raise rates so much in recent years. And listen, there is no doubt whatsoever that there are a whole bunch of lawyers and contractors out there who are every bit the profit-motivated monsters that big insurance companies are. And some of them are bending these rules a lot further than they should. But the thing is, Florida has already made a bunch of changes in just the past two years that were supposed to fix a lot of this stuff. They literally passed another big insurance bill less than eight months ago. Just to give you one example, Florida lawmakers already took away the right to one-way attorney fees in insurance lawsuits where a policyholder has assigned their claims over to someone else. That change alone makes assignment of benefit cases a lot less appealing to scammers. But now Ron DeSantis and the legislature are going even further, entirely stripping away basic consumer protections without even knowing what impact all the other changes they already made are having. And then there's this. The evidence that litigation and fraud are what's really been driving insurance prices so high is thin. If you talk to any insurance lobbyist or Republican legislator in Tallahassee about this, you won't get more than 30 seconds into that conversation without them throwing this statistic at you. Last year, about 7% of all homeowners insurance claims in the United States were filed in Florida, but 76% of all homeowners insurance lawsuits were filed in Florida. This is the evidence that insurance lobbyists cite when they try to make the case that the problem in Florida is that there are too many lawsuits. But take just one second to think about that statistic a little bit more. Clearly, it shows that Florida has a lot more insurance litigation than other states. But it reveals nothing at all about why Florida has more insurance litigation than other states. Yes, maybe that's because Florida laws make it too easy for policyholders to sue their insurance company. But maybe it's because insurance companies in Florida are extra aggressive about stonewalling legitimate claims. I mean, these companies are operating in a state where they may be just one big hurricane away from bankruptcy. It would make total sense to me that they fight tooth and nail for every claim's dollar. But rather than do the work needed to find out what's really going on, Ron DeSantis and the legislature have chosen to take the insurance industry at their word. Okay, so that's how the governor's big insurance bill makes it harder to sue your insurance company. Now let's talk about what ha what's about to happen to Floridians who are insured by Citizens Property Insurance Corporation, because these are the people who are about to get hit the hardest by this bill. If you're not familiar with it, Citizens is a state-run public insurance company and it was created years ago to be Florida's insurer of last resort. In other words, Citizens was created to provide insurance to Floridians who cannot get coverage from any private companies. Customers of Citizens pay premiums just like customers of State Farm or United or any other private insurance company. But Citizens is ultimately backed by the entire state of Florida. And that means if it ever runs out of money to pay claims, the state can, essentially, levy a tax that all of us will have to pay, regardless of whether we're a citizen's customer or not, to bail out citizens. Private insurance companies used to love citizens 
because it was a dumping ground where they could get rid of their riskiest policies while keeping the safest, most profitable to insure policies for themselves. You may have heard the phrase lemon socialism or the expression privatized profits and socialized losses. That's exactly what Citizens was designed to do. But these same private insurance companies have grown to despise Citizens in recent years because they've been raising rates so much that more and more Floridians have been able to enroll in Citizens instead. Today, Citizens has more than 1 million policies. It is the largest insurance company in Florida. Now, it is hard to get into Citizens. If you're a Florida homeowner, you can only buy a policy from Citizens if all the quotes you get from private insurance companies are at least 20% more expensive. But once you get into Citizens, you get some protections. For instance, you are allowed to continue renewing your policy in Citizens every year unless a private insurance company comes along and offers you a comparable policy at the same price or less. But that is about to change. Under the bill Ron DeSantis just signed, you will now be forced to leave Citizens for any private insurer that offers you a policy that's within 20% of the price you're paying now. In other words, if Citizens is charging you $6,000 a year for your insurance, but a private insurer wants to charge you $7,000 a year, you will have no choice but to go with that more expensive private policy. This is just one of a bunch of changes designed to make insurance from citizens more expensive and less attractive, and to force more Floridians onto private insurance instead. For example, this bill will also force Floridians who get their insurance through citizens to also buy flood insurance, even if they live in an area that could never flood. The bill will also make it much easier for citizens to deny claims for water damage. And here's one especially subtle and I think mean-spirited change. Right now, Citizens is supposed to be raising its own rates pretty aggressively every year until it reaches the point where its rates are, quote, actuarially sound, meaning that Citizens is charging rates that accurately reflect its exposure to risk. But Florida law also caps how much Citizens can raise its rates in any single year. Next year, for instance, Citizens cannot raise its rates by more than 12%. Citizens can't raise its rates by more than 13% in 2023, 14% in 2024, or by more than 15% a year any year after that. This is known as the Citizens Glide Path. And the Glide Path is designed to balance the need for citizens to charge adequate rates against the need to protect Florida homeowners from enormous single-year rate increases that could financially cripple them. Now, remember, we talked earlier about how you can be forced to leave citizens if a private insurer comes along and offers you a policy at the same price or less. Well, what happens if you're forced to go with that private insurer, but one year later, that company then jacks your rates way up? Right now, you're protected in that situation. Because if you're forced to go with a private insurer, and that private insurer then raises your rates more than citizens could have under its glide path, you can re-enroll in citizens. But this new legislation eliminates that protection. So not only can you be forced out of citizens for a more expensive private policy, you can also be forced to swallow bigger annual price hikes in the future. Now, the governor and the legislature claim that these changes are necessary to protect Florida taxpayers. That's because, like we discussed earlier, if citizens ever runs out of money to pay claims, it can tax all of us to make up the difference. So by forcing more Floridians out of citizens and back onto the private market, 
Ron DeSantis and lawmakers say they are reducing citizens' exposure and therefore reducing the risk that the rest of us will get hit with a citizen's tax increase. But this is disingenuous because we aren't really reducing the threat of a tax increase here at all. The Floridians that will be forced out of citizens and back onto the private market will be those with the least risky properties to insure. The highest risk properties will still remain in citizens because no private insurer is going to touch those homes with a 10-foot pole. So yes, citizens' total exposure will shrink, but it will be left with an even riskier policy base. At best, these changes will lower the size of any, of any potential citizens' tax that we might have to pay in the future, but they will also make it more likely we'll pay a citizens' tax at all. What these changes are really about is giving private insurance companies more cover to raise their own rates without having to worry that their customers will be able to escape to citizens. That's it. All right, I know we've gotten pretty deep into the weeds here, but those are the really big changes in this insurance bill. And I'll just briefly run through the lesser changes now. The first has to do with reinsurance, which again is a type of insurance that insurance companies buy for themselves to protect themselves against catastrophic events that trigger a bunch of claims all at once, like a hurricane. The price of private insurance has soared in recent years, driven by everything from California wildfires to the COVID-19 pandemic. It is a major driver of property insurance price increases. Florida has for many years, ever since Hurricane Andrew, in fact, provided insurance companies with below-market, publicly subsidized reinsurance to help them keep their costs down. But this new bill offers private insurers even more public reinsurance to cover them during next year's hurricane season. The good news is that this should ease some price pressure on insurance companies. The bad news is that, just like with citizens, Florida taxpayers are now on the hook for up to $1 billion in losses if insurance companies ultimately need to use this extra reinsurance. Lastly, this new insurance legislation makes a bunch of changes to how quickly insurance claims must be processed. Some of these changes are genuinely good for consumers. For instance, if you file a claim, your insurance company will now have 60 days to pay or deny it, compared with 90 days under the old law. But other changes are clearly bad for consumers. You'll now have just one year to file a claim after a hurricane, compared with two years under the old law. And even here, it all just tilts so heavily in the insurance industry's favor. Here's what I mean by that. While this bill will require insurance companies to pay claims within 60 days, the bill also has another provision that will allow insurance companies to get out of that requirement in certain situations, including after a hurricane. But the one-year filing deadline for consumers is set in stone. The loophole only applies to the insurance company. So, welcome to the brave new world of property insurance in Florida. You know, earlier in the show, I said Ron DeSantis and Florida lawmakers are making one big bet here, that if they give the insurance industry everything they want, the insurance industry will create a thriving private market in Florida that will ultimately benefit all consumers. But maybe a better analogy here is a medical one. This is a bill that, on the surface, is incredibly bad for Florida policyholders. But Ron DeSantis and the legislature say they need to pass it in order to ensure that there's any insurance market at all in Florida. In other words, Ron DeSantis is like a doctor right now who's decided to amputate your leg in order to save you from an infection that might otherwise kill you. Which is to say, 
we'd all better hope that Dr. DeSantis is right here. All right, that's our show. As always, if you've got any questions or comments or want to suggest any future story ideas, my email address and Twitter handle will be in the show notes. I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday with their chosen family. And I hope that Santa Claus is as good to you as Governor DeSanta Claus was to the insurance industry. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you soon.